Hi everyone and welcome to this episode of the KISS Automation Show. In this episode, I spoke with Chris Mack of GetSpokal.com. Spokal is a lightweight marketing automation platform for WordPress users and what Spokal does is puts together all the different tools and tracking devices you need for inbound marketing, so content marketing, and puts it all into the one place um, along with some automation features and makes creating content easier inside WordPress. So if you're writing an article, for example, it automatically pulls in uh, keyword ideas, um, gives you SEO advice, uh, pulls in um, images that you can use from platforms like Flickr. It also does a, a fair bit of tracking for people, uh, rank tracking, backlink monitoring, does some competitor research for you. So it's if you've used HubSpot or a platform like that, it's it's kind of a, a lightweight version of, of those platforms and it's definitely less expensive. It's only for WordPress users. Um, so if you're a WordPress user and you'd like to know more, you can go to getspokal.com. We're actually an inbound marketing automation platform. Uh, right now, it's it's for WordPress only, although we'll, we'll probably extend that out in the future. Um, so, I mean, basically, uh, we got into the game because there was a lot of uh, marketing. I mean, marketing automation is this funny word that, mm. that uh, a lot of people use to mean a lot of different things. Um, and uh, traditionally, I think it has meant or the you know the, the companies that use it the most are the companies that have. Um, basically do like the middle to bottom end of the funnel automation, like in terms of email marketing automation and tracking the leads and being able to send, I mean, they're basically glorified ESPs, right? Like they do the same thing that MailChimp does and, and the rest of them, they just do it uh, in a much more advanced kind of manner. And then they usually also include things like landing pages and, um, you know, stuff like that. So um, one of the things that we looked at when we were, um, in a, in a previous kind of uh, role um, and we were evaluating these things, was something that would help with uh, top of funnel because the reality is I think most small businesses don't really have enough traffic to really make use of anything like traditional marketing automation. There's just, you know, without a ton of leads coming in to begin with, you can optimize your email flow all day long and you're, you're really not yeah. going to get very far. So, um, so we were looking at top of funnel um, Platforms and really, there at the time there was there was only HubSpot, right? I mean, that was it. Um, and uh, and there were some serious limitations to uh, the HubSpot platform in terms of forcing you to use their own um, CMS, so you couldn't use you know you, you couldn't use your current website um, and and lock in, right? Um, so neither one of those things made us feel very comfortable. And uh, long story short, is we decided to build it ourselves and uh, it turned into Spokal. Cool. So on the on your um, homepage, you've got a little graphic about um, all the the things that Spokal can do, and then like pushing it to the client. So it's fairly impressive. You've got like the SEO, the keyword suggestions, rank tracking, and um, I especially like the AB blog title testing. So it's, it's yeah, there's a lot working there. To- yeah, you know what? I had no idea what I was getting into when I started. <laughs> I, 
I think, uh, yeah, I had no idea. Uh, I think if I had, uh, yeah, I probably would have taken longer on uh, deciding whether it was the right thing to do or not. It was, it's, it's complicated. You know, there's, uh, I mean, that's the value of marketing automation software, though, right? Like, I think it's very easy to build a product that does one thing and does one thing well. Actually, I shouldn't say it's easy, but it's just it's the typical, you know, lots of companies do that. Um, and the challenge with, I think, marketing automation software is it, it you know, to provide the value, the, the, it really has to do many, many things quite well. Um, that's, I mean, that's the whole point. Instead of having to plug together 15 different platforms, uh, you, know, you can just use one. And there's some real uh, advantages to it being one platform in terms of the data from one thing can be used in another. Um, and like there's optimizations in terms of, you know, just creating content in terms of uh, social media shares, et cetera. Like there's a lot of places where, you know, two minutes or three minutes or 30 seconds or five minutes worth of work can be cut out. And when you add that all up, you know, one of our guys has told us that he, like they create tons of content and they said they've literally shaved 40% off their content creation time when you include it all, when you include, you know, the, the planning for the blog post, creating the blog post, sourcing the images, creating the social media shares and, and scheduling them out. And uh, so they track all this. And so like, you know, there's, there's tons of advantages in, in being able to um, do many things. But uh, yeah, the, the challenge of course is actually building the software to do that, which is a lot harder than I anticipated. <laughs> it's probably good that you didn't know, you didn't know. the hassle <laughs> or the, <laughs> the how much work it would take. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's true. Absolutely. I, I walked into this very naive. Absolutely. Um, yeah, you're right. I think if I had known, I, 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 <laughs> not sure I would have continued down the path. That would have been a shame. So how does uh, Spokal work for somebody, like once they've purchased, is it something they have in the back end of their WordPress uh, set up or is it something that's hooked into your back end? Yeah. Um, well, so the answer is both. I mean, Spokal... Okay. Google itself is uh, is our own platform, um, and uh, but the way that we integrate with the WordPress website is through uh, our own plugin. So, uh, so both really is the answer. You log into our platform, and you install a Spoka plugin into your WordPress site, and then that's how the platform communicates to your site. And then our platform also talks to tons of other companies, right? So uh, we get the, the keyword data from one company and the rank tracking data from another company. And obviously we integrate with all the social media platforms. We get the uh, web analytics from um, our own analytics package, which, uh, the, you know, the, the tracking code gets installed when you install the plugin. Uh, so there's, you know, there's lots of communication with lots of different providers going on there. But for the client, it just works on autopilot. So they just log in and they can see the reports and that kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, it, we actually um, we actually have our own editor. So they, they uh, when you start using Spokal, you actually uh, start blogging within Spokal instead of in WordPress. Mm-hmm. You can still, I mean, you can still blog in WordPress. You just lose uh, some of the benefits. And the reason we did that, there's a couple reasons we did that. Um, one is is every attempt I think to add like you know SEO graders or that kind of thing to the to the WordPress editing mechanism. Has, has been clunky, I think, personally. Um, so you might end up with this, you know, kind of ugly UI that's slow and just clunky and it only updates when you save a draft and, and all that kind of stuff. And, and that's just really a limitation of, of working within WordPress. And, you know, WordPress's editor is, is 
it's really it's quite old, right? It's you know it uses a tiny MCE and it's technology that's been around for I don't know ten or fifteen years and it really hasn't changed very much. Um, and you know, people have gotten a little bit accustomed to it, which I think is a shame because uh, you can do a lot better now. So one of the things that uh, we have is a, a drag and drop editor, so it's, it's you know it's much larger, it's much more modern. Um, you can drag stuff over uh, from Flickr, for example, or from Twitter right into your blog post. Uh, the SEO graders, you know, real time. So literally, as you type, it changes. So everything is just a bit more um, modern and a bit more flexible, and also a lot faster. You know, once there's, a, there's generally a one or two blog post adjustment period um, to get used to a different environment, but once you do get used to it, everything is just um, faster. And it also lets us do things like, you know, creating a, a social post once that gets used in multiple places. So it gets used for you know, the open graph tags and the Twitter card tags so that when someone else shares your blog post, that's what's used, as well as all the scheduling that you have, uh, that you put out yourself. So it allows you to kind of, you know, again, save time and uh, and reuse things. Yeah, I like the, the function you've got here on the SEO. Um, so as you type, you're getting, you know, how many words you've got, um, photos, keywords, that kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, SEO is really, you know, like, SEO is, is art and science, right? And there's so many factors to it that, that you can't really nail it down to, to, I think, a simple, simple formula. But what the SEO grader is, is, is on-page SEO, right? And you really have a lot of control uh, over on-page SEO. You know, despite some of the other stuff, you maybe have a little less control over. On-page SEO is absolutely 100% within your control. And, you know, you'd be silly not to optimize for it. But most people don't, only because it's you know it can be quite hard, right? If you're not sure exactly what you should do, and so you kind of reliant on on systems like this that basically you know. So what we do is we look at, for example, um, the um, the um, was it search matrix? I think uh, correlation studies every year, and basically you know try to weight up uh, the on-page SEO factors, you know, somewhat based on that. Uh, so you, you're really using kind of the latest information, at least as far as, you know, what we have available to us. And, um, and the other things we do, because, you know, that's, that's helpful, um, for people who don't know about SEO. It's also helpful if you're hiring writers, because they can just kind of follow the guidelines. It's, it's really quite simple. Uh, but other things that we do are, you know, behind the scenes and really quite automatic, like, um, automatic keyword, uh, cross-post linking. So when you target, for example, you know, one keyword in one post, like, you know, uh, blue phones, for example, and then three months later, or three months previously, for that matter, you write another blog post and it has the words blue phone in it, it'll automatically link back to that blog post about blue phones. And, you know, it's, it's actually quite a, quite a highly correlated um, metric in terms of on-page SEO factors. And nobody does it just because it's it's just so much manual, tedious yeah. work, typically. And uh, but, but again, because we've got kind of all the data and we know what you're targeting with each keyword, and because we've got access to this, we can just do it automatically. So we do. Um, so you know, there's, there's certain things that we do behind the scenes that are automatic that you don't even need to worry about that are just automatic boosts. And then there's the things like the SEO grader, which just kind of help guide uh, with every blog post. So you don't really have to like it. It really it. It shortens the learning curve, right? So you don't have to spend a ton of time going into training classes and, and learning about all this stuff. You literally just make things green, you know? They're yeah. red, that's bad. <laughs> and it, you don't have to keep going back every two months because something's changed. 
No, not really. Like, it, you know, I think SEO has evolved, um, or at least I, I'd like to hope. Uh, I like to think so. You know, it used to be, you know, there's a lot of gaming in the system. I, some people still do, but um, I don't think anyone tries to game the system with on-page SEO factors anymore. I think, you know, I think that's properly dead. So I think, you know, the on-page SEO factors that you see now are, are ones that are probably going to stay consistent for years. I mean, there may be changes in, in slight changes in weight, but like you don't really see a ton of fluctuation um, in them anymore. It's really the off-page stuff that's still fluctuating a lot. So yeah, it's it's. I'd say those those rules are are will be good for probably. I mean, you'll never know what Google's going to do, but probably good for for a few years to come. Yeah. Um, and with the the blog title testing, that's something that, especially in WordPress, isn't um, at least natively easy to do without installing another plugin from somebody else. Like having yeah, the two different, yeah, ha- yeah, having the the two yeah. the two titles and then automatically swapping in the winner. Yeah, no, I, you can't even do it in WordPress because the way we um, the way that we run that test is uh, both on your site but also on your on your. Um, Twitter account. Oh, okay. Um, so it actually takes data from both, just because they're uh, they're both interesting, right? So the data uh, from your website is people who have already come to your website, and it's just a matter of okay, well, which title do they prefer if they're going to read some more material. But the the reason for putting it on Twitter as well is it is you know one of the one of the things that we're definitely trying to do is increase uh, your top of your funnel, right? Try to bring more people to your website, try to bring more people into your lead nurturing funnel, and then try to turn more of them into customers. Uh, but our focus is really, really on the, on the top of funnel to begin with, with a lot of sites if they don't have enough traffic to really uh, generate much of a funnel. So the t- testing the titles on Twitter um, exposes you to a larger audience. Um, so you're, you're testing with your current existing audience as well as It'll be your followers. I mean, it is still somewhat of, a, of an audience uh, of your audience, but they may be less engaged. They may not really know you. They may never have visited your website, for example. So you know, we're testing at kind of two different levels there. And uh, yeah, it's really I, I like it a lot because uh, you know you keep reading you go to the sites like BuzzFeed and uh, and Upworthy and whatnot. And they keep talking about how they force their writers to write 25 titles and <laughs> you know and help and help right like, and it makes all the difference in terms of their traffic numbers. But, you know, realistically, unless you're writing for them, you're not going to write out 25 titles. Excuse me, it takes, it takes a lot of time. Um, and although it, I guess it's, it's worth it once you, you know, once you get to the scale they're at, you know, your average small business owner is just not going to do it. But they can write two, right? Like, that doesn't take that much time. And the benefits that they get out of that over time, I think, are, are massive. I mean, they, yes, will automatically swap out a winner on any one blog post, and that's great. That'll help. But more importantly is um, what you learn by doing it, right? Like if you're, if every blog post you write, you write two different titles, and you start to hear consistently that, you know, one type is working much better with your audience than another, um, you, you can, I mean, you learn, right? It's almost, it's almost like automatic learning about what's going to work better. So, yeah, it's, um, that was a feature I was, personally quite quite happy about because uh, we always wanted to, to be able to do that um, and uh, but it had to be easy because if it wasn't you know we had the ability to do that with um, 
you know, A-B testing software, uh, but it's a pain. And frankly, Sarah writes most of our blog posts, and so she would have had to write them, and then I would have had to go into the A-B testing software and change it all up and then run a ton of tests and check them all out. And, and it's just time-consuming. Um, whereas built straight and Spokal, she does it all, um, and it's, it's uh, like it, it takes her an extra, you know, 15 seconds or whatever. And, uh, and she gets to see the results um, right away in, in the platform. So, yeah, we're, we're happy about that one. Yeah, I think that's a a really underused thing. Like, I mean, I'm not a writer, so I find even writing one blog post title <laughs> a bit painful <laughs> sometimes. But I, I'm sure yeah. I could write two if it was that easy to actually, to make it happen. What? It's actually easier. It's actually easier to write two. Is that because um, you're working off something? Why. Well, because it's there's less stress, right? Yeah, it's less, okay. There's less pressure. So you're you know you're trying to get that one perfect blog post title when you're writing your blog post when you've only got one. But when you've got two, you're kind of like Hey, well, that's like that's good, and like, and then and then maybe you've got like two favorites, and instead of having to spend, you know, fifteen minutes deliberating as to which one you're going to reach them both in there. Yeah, that's um, true. <laughs> so it actually, it actually works out in a lot of cases for a lot of people that it's, uh, that it's actually faster, um, bizarrely enough. But uh, yeah, so no, that makes sense. Um, <laughs> so lastly, if if someone has Spokal um, in- integrated with their website, what else do they need? So I guess they still need an email service provider to to put the yep. leads into. That, yeah, but that's about yeah, it. Yeah, so really. we integrate with Mailchimp uh, and Active Campaign, and uh, so they would uh, they would need one of those. Um, I mean, that's that's really it. I mean, obviously they're open and and fully able to use anything else they want. Like if they want to use, I mean, we integrate with a ton of different forms. So if they don't like our forms, for example, they can use Grouty forms or Ninja forms or Jetpack or almost any of the other third-party plugins um, out there. So, you know, the, you can add more to it, and we do integrate with a lot of things. Um, but you don't need anything else other than other than a MailChimp or an active campaign account. That's good that you said active campaign. A lot of, um, I guess, other providers are only just getting on board with um, integrating them, and they usually just have the, the standard, the MailChimp or the Aweber, not active campaign. Cool. Yeah, you know what? So, uh, Active Campaign is is great. The mm. reason we integrate with them, um, Mailchimp was our first integration, uh, just because so many people use it, and, and you know, and it's a really easy to use platform, right? Um, Active Campaign, uh, we added a bit later um, to handle the more advanced scenarios. They have a very very powerful platform, um, you know, and a, they don't get enough credit for for what they built. Um, so we, um, yeah, we interfere with them because basically, you know, adding a Weber, adding constant contact um, after adding Mailchimp didn't really provide our users with any added functionality. That would have been more about just a piece of people who are already using constant contact or a Weber, which is you know, which is fine. But um, adding Active Campaign really did increase the flexibility and the power that we could offer to our users. So I think between the two, we're pretty well covered in terms of you know Mailchimp's fantastic for ease of use, and Active Campaign. Uh, if you have a larger site or you're willing to put in a bit more time to create more advanced campaigns, um, then Active Campaign's a great option. Yeah, absolutely. I kind of think of them like I guess comparing you guys to HubSpot, it's like Active Campaign to like Infusionsoft or Marketo or something like that. It basically does all of those things you need, but it's not so complicated or expensive 
Yeah, no, exactly, right? It's, it's, it's funny. With you, if you use local and active campaign, um, you actually have more power in terms of the, um, the type of email segmentation and email flows that you can create. So you, you've actually got more powerful email marketing software um, than you do if you're on um, HubSpot Basic, for example. So unless you hop onto um, HubSpot Pro, which is a different kind of price bracket, uh, you, you've actually got more power and more flexibility uh, using, uh, yeah, like I said, Spokal and Active Campaign the two together. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it's interesting. <laughs> I don't know about anyone else, but yeah. Cool. Um, so who is Spokal for? Like I know that it's for WordPress users, but is there a, a certain size of business or I guess you have plans to suit really anybody that... Yeah, absolutely. We, you know, we work best with, with small teams. Now, uh, in terms of size of business, I, I don't know if it really matters too much in terms of like, you know, what their top line is or, or how many employees they have overall. It really matters uh, basically the size uh, of, of their marketing team. So we work really, really well for anywhere from, you know, solopreneurs, people who are, you know, one-man shops and do everything themselves, um, up to much larger companies as long as their marketing team is, is reasonably small. There, there is a, comes a point that we have uh, almost all our clients are, are small businesses um, and, uh, and or marketing agencies who are representing small businesses. Uh, what, there comes a point where, you know, if your marketing team is large, that kind of uh, basically means that your marketing budget is large. And, and there comes a point where, you know, enterprise level um, marketing automation is going to be the better option just because you can do more and there's more power behind some of those tools. But the price of more power is it requires a lot more manpower and time and learning to use effectively, which doesn't make sense for, for anybody who wants to get to speed fast or any small organizations or, you know, even I think Dharma Shah's on record is saying is he doesn't see the value of HubSpot for teams of less than five people. Okay. Um, and and um, so, you know, we're, we're kind of, squarely pegged in, I would say, the, the one to ten person uh, kind of camp. I mean, again, not in terms of total employees, because uh, we definitely have companies larger than that on the platform, but in terms of, you know, the marketing department size or the you know, the, the number of people who are going to be involved in creating content. Yep. So it's, yeah, we're definitely aimed at the, the small side of things, mostly because um, there, there wasn't really... Um, and I, I don't think there still is, other than us, really, uh, a, a provider that really worked for them. And in a lot of ways, I think they need it more than anybody, right? Like the, the larger companies, they can do all this stuff before. Uh, it just required more tools and more time. So marketing automation is just an, an optimization for them effectively. Um, whereas for small businesses, I think marketing automation is, is far more than optimization. It actually lets them do um, and reach people that they would never be able to before uh, just because the amount of time uh, required in not only learning about what you need but in um, in operating everything and running everything on a day-to-day basis, it just would have made it not feasible for them. So it's, it's more about access and kind of letting them um, yeah, compete, I guess, at a, at a bit of a higher uh, higher level than they would have before. Yeah, absolutely. I know I spent um, time, hours, days over the past few years teaching people how to use WordPress, um, like right. small business owners, because that's they are their marketing department, or they have two or three people on staff. Um, 
and then having to put them onto something that's more complicated than WordPress just it's just doesn't work. So yeah, having spoken no, okay. integrated yeah. into that, it's um I would imagine yeah, it makes and life actually, easier. In a lot of ways, if, if they're not familiar with WordPress already, in a lot of ways Focal actually makes the whole thing even simpler. Okay. You know, yeah, because the, 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 if, you, if you're it's funny. It, if you're not familiar with WordPress, then generally the, the Spokal editor is just is so much friendlier and so much easier to use and so much more intuitive. Um, and uh, so you, you can you can actually take them out of WordPress because the reality is, is especially if you're setting them up, you're, you're probably setting up the widgets and you're probably setting up you know the menus and anything kind of semi complicated like that. And they're really just going in and publishing blog posts. Um, so in in that case, they don't even really need to go into WordPress much at all anymore. If you've used Spokal in your business, I'd love to hear from you and hear about the results you've got, especially the AB blog title testing. That's something that I'm going to look into uh, and see if I can increase the conversions on the articles on the KISS Automation blog. And if you'd like to know more about what in your business you can automate, go over to kissautomation.com. There's lots of info there about all the different systems and uh, strategies and processes that you can automate and if you've got any questions leave us a comment and uh, I'll do my best to help 